Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Isaiah was one of those major prophets who spoke extensively about things to come. And this included many details about the Savior before his coming into the world, his characteristics, and his ministry here on earth. Some have referred to the writings of Isaiah as the gospel according to Isaiah, and of course they were certainly right, for you can find the threads of the gospel throughout that book. And if you've never read Isaiah chapter 53, I'd urge you to read it right away. And as you do so, I ask you this question. Who was he talking about? Does it sound like anybody you know? In today's message, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah is opened. And here we find some of the most amazing and detailed facts about the Lord Jesus Christ. But it starts with a compelling and personal question. Who has believed our report? Isaiah 53 and verse number 1. And Isaiah writes, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This is a thrilling chapter, isn't it? I can't help but wonder, as Isaiah was writing these words, if he didn't pause. As he came to verse 1, the, of course, he wasn't writing in chapter 4, given to him by the Spirit of God. But I just can't help, even from the reading, just to wonder if, when he came to verse 1 that we have read, he likely put his pen down. And he said, in view of the greatness of what I have written, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah had written some amazing things. He had been writing to a nation that had been singled out for tremendous blessing. In fact, chapter 1 tells us that the God that was speaking to that nation was a God who desired that they would come. Come now, he said, and let us reason together. It's the idea of walking into court together. Uh, no, I have never, thankfully, been called to stand before a judge in a court. Uh, I hope it never happens. But I can uh, appreciate the fact that if a court date was set because of a crime that I had committed, and I would have to go to that courthouse and walk into that courtroom, that would not be a, a very, very wonderful moment. But the very God of salvation is saying, come now and let us walk into court together. 
And he said, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You have a tremendous problem, but I am willing to go into court with you. Come now, he said. Let us reason together. What an amazing message. And then Isaiah wrote about the Savior that would come. He said, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. And then later on in chapter 9, is it? He writes, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And as Isaiah wrote these words, he came to chapter 53, and maybe he just paused, and he said, who has believed our report? I'd like to look at that verse tonight and just ask you, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Every single day we respond to data, to reports. Suppose some of us got the Canadian Tire Flyer today. As you're flipping over the page, you come to the tool section. And you look at the tool that you've been looking at for a while, and it has this message, 65% off. You say, wow, amazing. $199 down to $69. But it's only good from October the 24th to October 31st. And you have to decide, am I going to go down to Canadian Tire? You can't even see the tool that you're looking at on the paper. It's just so much ink on, on paper, isn't it? But you've got the report. And it's got a hold of you as far as interest, desire. This is what you've been looking for. This is what you need. This is what you want. And on the basis of so much ink on a, on a little bit of newsprint, you know what you'll do? You'll believe the report, and you'll put into action, and you'll head down to Canadian Tire, and you will buy that product. Or suppose you get a flyer in your mailbox from the utility department. Notice, water main repairs will be conducted Friday, October the 31st, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. The water will be turned off in your area. And you realize you want to have your cup of tea at 8 o'clock. And you want to have another cup of tea or cup of coffee at 12 o'clock. And you're intending to get a shower. So what are you going to do? It's black and white, isn't it? It's in your mailbox. No one's knocking on your door, but you've got the report. Well, if you want to have a cup of tea, you're going to have to get the water before it's turned off on the basis of the report. Every single day we respond to that. Sometimes as we open up email, if you're getting bills online, you'll just, oh, there it is again. American Express. Boy, they don't miss the deadlines, do they? Monthly bill. No one's knocking at your door. No one's putting anything into your mailbox. But there it comes up on the screen. All the purchases. The monthly total. Boy, I didn't think I'd spent that much. Sure enough, it adds right up. And then you got the due date. Must be paid by November the 12th. Tell me, what do you do? You've got the report, don't you? And either you believe the report, and in that case, you pay the bill, or you pay the minimum amount anyway, or you just disregard it, and the interest goes on. We're not dealing with an American Express bill or utility repairs. We are dealing with the greatest report that has ever been given. And Isaiah writes, on behalf of the God of heaven, who has believed our report? Because you see, what you do with this message, what you do with this truth, what you do with this report will determine where you'll be forever. It's not a matter of joining a church, not a matter of trying to alter your lifestyle, not a matter of trying to take the bread and wine or get baptized or whatever. No, no. 
It's a response to report. And here's Isaiah, and he said, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You know what that tells me? It tells me that a response to the report yields the revelation of God's blessing. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You know, the great truth of God's workings is still ongoing. Not always seen to human eye, but many times there is evidence. But God does move in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. And as we preach to an audience, we don't know what's going on in your hearts. We don't even know the thoughts you're thinking. And we don't know what happened to you today or yesterday or last week. But we are confident that God has been speaking. And we are confident that the hand of God is moving in the lives of individuals. It could well be that two weeks ago, you'd never have thought about being in a gospel meeting. The last thing on your mind. But here you are. You know why? God's been speaking to you. And even though you might not read the Bible, you understand. Oh, I've been thinking an awful lot about my soul. Boy, I just, just about had an accident. Made me think about where I'm going to be after I die. And then you hear reports of other things that have happened. And it has stirred you. You know what's happening? The hand of God is moving in your midst, in your very being, in the circumstances of your life. And here's Isaiah. And he says, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Every one of us here tonight is marked by one of two responses. Either we are believers. We are believers in this book and in the Lord Jesus. Or God says we are unbelievers. Oh, you see, I believe the Bible, but I'm not saved. Well then, friend, you need to understand that God calls you an unbeliever. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. He that believes not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. This meeting is divided not just by two aisles, but this meeting is divided by those who have accepted the report with confidence. By faith, yes, but on the basis of God's words. This book is reliable. This book is far better than a Canadian tire flyer. Sometimes you go there and they're all sold out. You can't even get a rain check on some of these things. This book is absolutely reliable. This report is truthful. Now tonight, friend, this report is able to give you everlasting life. He that heareth my word, the Lord Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, believeth him that sent me, has everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now let me ask you, what have you done with God's report? You a believer? You say, well, I'm interested. Well, that's great, but friend, that's not good enough. Well, I'm considering it. Well, thank God you're considering it. But friend, if you have not responded to this report, then you're still an unbeliever. And yet God's desire is that you might come to know him. Let me tell you just a few things about this all-important report. This report involves, first of all, a great problem. It is a report of a great problem. From chapter 1 to chapter 52, it's all about the problem. Sin has marked us, every one of us. Sin has not only just marked us, but sin has marred us. There is a difference, isn't it? It has ruined us. Sin is a devastating blow that has brought us into darkness so that we can't even see properly. People pride themselves on having good vision. But sad to say they don't see things spiritually. What is seen is temporary. What is not seen is eternal. And it's only this report that tells us what has eternal value as to how God sees things. 
And so Isaiah chapter 1 to chapter 52 tells us of a tremendous problem. In fact, in chapter 1, Isaiah writes on behalf of the God of Israel and the God of salvation. He said, the ox knoweth his owner, and the ass, the donkey, knows his master's crib, but my people doth not consider my people does not know. What's the problem? I remember years ago being on my, my uncle's farm out, out in western Canada. It was all new to me. I was born in a, in a town. I wasn't a farm boy. And so he says, come on, Marv, we're going to go out and get the cows in for milking. So I went out with my uncle, and he rounded them up on a horse, and they all gathered by the barn door. They were all waiting there, pushed back that big door, and then I watched. And it was an amazing thing. Those cows just kind of filed in right behind each other, and one went this way, one went that way, and one went the other way. I don't know, how do they know that? How do they know where they go? The ox knows his owner and the ass his master's crib. They know where they belong, don't they? There was no fighting, there was no jostling, there was no elbowing. <laughs> that's, my, that's my stall, that's my stall, that's my stall. But he said, oh, when it comes to people, the very one that I've made, the very one that I've blessed, the very one that I've surrounded with all kinds of blessings, my people don't recognize me. The animals do, but my people don't. Things haven't changed, have they? We recognize everybody but God. We give credit to everybody else but God. The very food that we eat. When was the last time you gave thanks for your food? Oh, you say, I worked for it. Well, God gave you the strength to work for it, but he also gave you the food. His kindness put us into a, one of the most favored parts of the world. And yet this world credits everybody else but not God. There is a problem. And this report puts the finger right on the problem. It's the problem of our sin. We have gone our own way. Sin has separated us from God. I'm sure that you remember the story. I told it many times, but in January of 1998, there was a vessel by the name of M.V. Flair that was coming across the Atlantic. There's only a couple of men in the wheelhouse. All the crew members were asleep in their bunks down in the, in the hold. Four o'clock or 4.30 in the morning, there was a, a sound like a rifle crack. Those crew members instantly came to, and they realized, never heard that sound before. It was a devastating sound. They pulled on their survival suits, and as quickly as they could, they came up the stairs from their bunks to the deck. And what they saw, well, they could hardly believe it. You know what happened? The MB flare had literally split in two. 24 men on the, on the stern, four men on the bow, in the darkness of a January morning. And it wasn't very long before the stern started to go down. Those men need to be rescued. Those men were in desperate straits. In the darkness, the waves, lifeboats of no avail, they were going down. And tonight, this report, this report is an accurate report. It tells us that in our sins, we are going down. The wages of sin is death. Isaiah could write about hell coming from beneath. It's rising up to meet you. And oh, if there be somebody here tonight, maybe a young person, maybe an older one, and you would understand, I am heading for hell. And hell is moving toward me. I need to escape this. My friend, this is a report of a great problem. I know doctors sometimes make misdiagnosis, but not the God of the Bible. And as he weighs up and as he evaluates and as he reveals our sin and our rebellion and our indifference and our unthankfulness and what sin has brought, 
He gives us the report. And friend, that's where we start. Who has believed our report? I remember when I was awakened, I realized for the very first time, I'm going to hell. I don't want to go there. And the report suddenly became more than just words on a page. They were God's voice to me. Tell me, have you believed the report? Not just a report of a great problem, but friend, there's a report of a great plan. Great plan. God hasn't left us to drift away. God has moved toward us with the greatest search and rescue plan ever. And we have read, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. I'm so glad that Isaiah could write further on in his book, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. There have been rescue attempts over the course of time, but certainly many, many attempts or many rescue efforts in the East. 1982, when the Ocean Ranger, that large oil rig went down, that as search and rescue went out and there was a lifeboat that was spotted with men in it, a man went down on a cable and he got a hold of one of those coats for about a second and it slipped away and the, the wave took him. His hand was too short, he couldn't save him. That's not God's problem. And God, in his wondrous grace, has put together this amazing plan of rescue. In fact, the Bible says the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son. And the Bible says the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. What a tremendous plan. And while we weren't there, while we weren't able to follow his steps through the land of Palestine at that time, we have been given the report. And we understand that he actually came to where we were. He came seeking and saving, and friend, we're included. And tonight, this report tells us of a Savior who's come. Still interested in you? Yes, he's still interested in you. Does he know your name? Yes, he knows your name. And despite your sin, despite your indifference, despite your unbelief, the report tells us God is not willing that any should perish. God does not want you to perish. And this mighty plan was put into effect. Obviously, who does it include? Well, the report tells us the word all takes us all in. And as Isaiah wrote, he says, all we like sheep have gone astray. There's the problem. There's a huge multitude. Every one of us have gone our own way. The report tells us that. But all oh, this report makes us aware that God's interest is in everybody. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As we read Isaiah 53 and verse 5, it tells us he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Tell me, who does that apply to? I can tell you who it applies to personally. Ah, that includes me, not just a select few. It's the report of a great people. And you know, there's coming a day, there's coming a day when the results of those who have believed this report will be gathered around the Lord Jesus. I don't think it's going to be a crowd like this. Great to have you. But there are going to be thousands and thousands upon thousands of people that have trusted the precious blood of Christ, that love the Lord Jesus, and we will be gathered together, all saved by grace. This vast number of the redeemed will all be gathered to him. I wonder, will you be there?
You can be included. Oh, he said, love to be. My friend, you could be, because this report tells us of a great people. My time is gone, and I haven't even gotten to the meat of it. This is a report concerning a great provision, a great provision. And Isaiah 53 and 5 tells us the need for salvation of all this. The Lord Jesus had to be wounded. He was bruised. He was punished. Oh, you say, who did that? And you might say immediately, well, that's what the soldiers did. Yes, they did wound him. Yes, they did punch him. Yes, they spit upon him. Yes, they raked his back with a Roman lash. But friend, Isaiah 53 and 5 is not what man did to him. No. It goes far beyond anything that man did. They nailed him to a cross and their, their dastardly deed was finished. They never touched him again. Apart from kind hands taking that body down, the world put that last hammer blow upon that nail and that was the, the last time they touched the Savior with their hands. But oh, when he was lifted up in the darkness, the hand of a righteous, just God now moved against the sin-bearer upon the man upon the middle cross. And the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, for our sins. The punishment that should have been upon us and was required for our peace, it was all upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Tonight, friend, there is a great provision that has been accomplished. The report tells us that. I'm so glad I heard the gospel. So glad that I was able to read myself in this book. And the big question is tonight, though you've heard it all your life, some of you, maybe for others it's brand new, the question is, who has believed our report? You see, response to the report will determine your eternal destiny. What a tremendous and wonderful report that God has given us to believe. From Genesis through to Revelation, God has provided us with all the information we need to understand our great problem and His great remedy. Isaiah could write these words, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, that is on Christ, the iniquity of us all. Aren't they tremendous and wonderful words? words of salvation for everyone who believes them. And what about you? Won't you agree with God about your need? And won't you trust His wonderful remedy, the Savior, who has borne the penalty for your iniquity, for your sins? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com, we'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Christians who are meeting in various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services as well as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken, and a very warm welcome awaits you. And if you've been challenged by today's message, would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, following New Testament principles, please feel free to check out our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information, as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the Gospel Hall nearest you. 
My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that in times like these, you need a savior. And in times like these, you need an anchor. <laughs>